When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome into Poke the Bear, episode 183. I am Evan Marinovsky. That is Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, you know, it's funny. We're at 183. It's been a you know, lot of episodes we've done together, a lot of Bruinsbeat episodes we've done together. Uh, I think by the time GTA 6 comes out, we'll be at like... 500 episodes uh, when it comes I think out so. in, in, uh, in 2025. Uh, GTA 6. I, I, did you see the trailer for that? I mean, of course. I think everyone has seen it at this point. I mean, how can you not be hyped? Again, it's not going to be... It's What do they say? 2025? It will be like January 25, and then it will be December 25, and you'll tell yourself like, oh, okay, we'll get it for the holidays. It's coming out in like 2028 or something like that. It's going to be like... <laughs> McAvoy's last year of his contract, and then GTA 6 will drop. Yes, exactly. I agree with you. Uh, it's funny. It's weird because it came. GTA 5 came out in 2013. I was a freshman in high school, uh, so it's That's, weird now that it's I don't like, like that at all. No, but you in were college. in you were in college. Okay, it's not that far off, but still, I mean, <laughs> lots of time. Lots of time has passed uh, between then and now. So it's very interesting to look back and be like, damn, like it's just it. And you know what? It's a quality game, though. I'll say it. Like, Call of Duty comes out every year with basically the same game. NHL, the NHL franchise, and most of those sports franchises come out with a game every year. And it's the last year. It's the last game reskinned. So it is nice to see a developer actually give a shit about the game and make a cool game. So I'm excited to hop on GTA 6 with the lads. Uh, 2025, what will the world look like? You know, it's going to be... Maybe I'll be married with five kids by then. Who knows? So, I mean, it's you, you never know. You'll be married by then. I will be. I'm trying to do the math on your <laughs> pod, but that's why we that's why we don't get paid to do the math, Evan. So we get paid to exactly. write. Exactly. Exactly. That's all we do. We get paid to write and, and opine and talk and uh, give the people our takes. Speaking of giving people takes, uh, we're recording at a weird time. I think this is like the second week in a row. They don't really play in the middle of the week. Uh, so we're recording between games. Uh, we did a lot of current stuff on Bruins Beat on uh, on Monday. So you had the bright idea of let's look back at our predictions. We're two months into the season. I feel like that's a good uh, barometer of uh, sort of where we're at uh, in terms of our predictions. So we're going to give a couple each or that we had and we're going to revisit them and either pat ourselves on the back or give excuses as to why they didn't work out. Uh, so, Connor, I will let you go first. What was a prediction that you nailed from the jump? Yeah, uh, the one I'm leading off with is uh, Matthew Potra plays the whole season with the Bruins. I think when I uh, first dropped this prediction, it was still like you didn't really know what exactly it was going to be. I think it was still midway through the um, preseason. He looked good. You don't know if whether he's going to stay there the whole year. I think uh, so far he's a guy that's going to be up here the entire season. I mean, 
they committed to him there and he, he's proven it. I think that again, you go through the ups and downs as is the case with every young player who's 19 years old of how they adjust to the NHL. But I, I think what stood out to me about Patra beyond the fact that he's still producing, he's still on pace for I think 38, 39 points, which I think you'll take for a 19 year old. Every time Bust. he gets a bump in the road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every time he gets a, a, a bump in the road, you think he's hit a wall and there's three, four games where he's not impacting the game, maybe as much as you'd like. He bounces back, which is really impressive for a guy that age of how he's handled that level of competition. Um, so, yeah, that's the one I'm going with right now. That one uh, seems like it's panning out pretty pretty well right now. So, yeah, Matthew Patra, I think he's staying here for the long term. Uh, agreed there. I think you're right. I went – so I had a Patra prediction. I went a little further than that. I said not only does Patra stay past nine games, but he replaces Coyle in the top six. That has aged well. I it's been bad. I'll give myself some credit there. Uh, but Coyle right now, is he second or third on the team in points? I have the, the thing in front of me. He is third on the team in points with 20 points in four games. He's sort of slowed down production-wise the last couple. But for a while there, he was second on the team in points. Um, you know, Patra's kind of been the third-line center, so to speak. Uh, but again, he's spent time in the top six. And he's produced at times up there. So, again, I don't think that's fully wrong. Um, but I think my expectation was he was going to completely replace Coyle. And that has not happened. So, um, I think that's one for mine. Um, one that I got right, I said that start off hot. And boy, did they. They started off pretty damn hot. Um, which, again, I even said it back in October. I think we recorded October 10th. Uh, easy schedule to start. They're going to start hot with that. Now, to their credit, they continued that. It was not just, you know, one uh, one stretch. It wasn't just the games against Chicago and San Jose and Anaheim. Uh, they actually started off hot for a long time, uh, up until, like, literally, like, last week. So, uh, they proved me right there. Uh, and, again, they're kind of catching fire right now. So, um, maybe that hot streak will continue into a full season of just one big hot streak. But, again, I will... Pat myself on the back. I identified bad teams and said they'd beat them. So I'll give myself credit there. All you can yeah, ask. Yeah, of course. And I, I think that was something that was so important for this team where there was so much turnover, um, so many question marks about how they're going to generate offense up front. Uh, the new players, you know, rookie players in critical spots of the lineup. You needed to get on a roll there. And again, uh, some of those teams seems like they, they have improved a little bit, but I look at even either go on the West Coast early on. They go play the um, LA Kings on the road, which they look like one of the best teams in Western Conference. Like having those games against teams like the Blackhawks or the uh, San Jose Sharks or something like that, and getting on a roll, getting into good habits, especially, I think really has paid dividends. And I think you make the same argument last year where you had a few guys in critical spots of the lineup early on and you want to see how they were going to pan out. How is. David Krejci going to go back and getting back to NHL competition. There was, you know, people forget that there was a lot of question marks about that team in terms of how legit they were going to be. You start off hot and all of a sudden you just start having that momentum and those good habits roll with you throughout the year. And it seems like it's been the case so far this season as well. And I will also say last season, you and I were on the train early in the season and early in the preseason and end of summer being like, no, this team is good. I don't know why people are saying they're not good. And we were, we were, 100% correct on that, where we did kind of take some fish to the face uh, was in the playoffs. That was one area where uh, maybe that wasn't our best, but that was nobody's best because everybody had them 
going deep in the playoffs. I don't care what anybody says, especially around here. Everybody had the Bruins uh, going deep. I can't think of a single person uh, who didn't have them going deep. So, again, maybe I'm in denial about our predictions. Maybe I just can't accept that I was wrong, but that's okay. Uh, so, now what's another prediction you would like to uh, revisit? Yeah, I mean, I, I think one that's looking pretty good so far. Uh, again, I don't think there's any that are like have been completely proven yet, but it's all about how they're trending, right? So, like, yeah, the ones this that is I like a, it's like to... it's like we're it's like we're looking at polls right before Rutherford B. Hayes gets uh, elected, and yes. we're like, all right, yes. Rutherford, he's doing okay, he's beating uh, whoever you know. Other guys are relevant. I don't even know who. Not, who not, cares. A, not a goddamn chance. Probably some oil baron <laughs> I've never fucking heard of in my life, but. Anyway, not to besmirch uh, Rutherford B. Hayes' triumph in the election, but I digress. You know what's interesting? Uh, you Us talking about this, there's uh, on HBO Max, or excuse me, just Max now, there yes. is a series done by CNN on uh, these different important elections and interesting elections, uh, presidential elections over the past, you know, in America's history. So they got, you know, like Lincoln versus, I think it was Douglas or someone, and they got the guys acting, you know, they've got like uh, an actor portraying Lincoln with, you know, everybody like it was in the 1800s. And uh, it was, it's actually interesting. They're like 43 minutes long because they're for TV. So they have to be like commercial. They've, you know, not, they don't have commercials in them, but they're built for to have commercials in them and yeah uh, it's actually interesting stuff i liked i've liked it so far before i go to bed uh if i have time before every night i try to watch one because i'm like oh this is i've been inspired by you and, and your love for well, presidents well, so i'm like yes well informed evan this was our oh, yes. rutherford this is our rutherford b hayes uh minute uh but no <laughs> they don't have one on by the way they don't have one on rutherford b hayes unfortunately I think i'm that's, shocked i'm that's shocked. crap I have no i have absolutely no idea what that man did anyway i digress <laughs> Uh, if we're looking at another prediction, um, one of the things looking pretty good right now, I had Pavel Zaka uh, surpassing 65 points. I think he's on pace right now for 65, if I'm not mistaken. So I think when you look at this team and the question marks they had, a lot of it had to do with uh, how Pavel Zaka and Charlie Coyle were going to do in key roles further up in the lineup. And it's I, I think that's been one of their, you know, one of their fewer concerns so far this year, right? I think we mentioned – it was last week that when they're in that rut, a lot of the concerns about the offense or the winger or the, the talent up front had to do with guys on the wing not contributing. Like Charlie Coyle and Pablo Zaga have been pretty steady in terms of what they provided this year. And again, it helps that they've got a supporting cast of guys like Pasternak and uh, Marshan and DeBrusque and these guys that can elevate them further. But it was another thing uh, to have them – replicate that night in and night out. And again, are they Bergeron and Krejci? No, of course not. No one should be asking them to do that in terms of how good they are as uh, two-way players night in and night out. But so far, I think, especially when you look at just how, what those guys have provided, um, they've been far from a weak link. And I think Zaka making the most of being maybe that top line, the guy like Pasternak has, has been pretty impressive so far. It has. It absolutely has. Uh, I want to dive into more and more of these predictions. It's interesting, Connor is uh, so far we're getting a lot of things right. People should be taking our advice more, especially with going over to our good friends over at FanDuel, uh, because I think we could really help you guys out uh, with with uh, in-game predictions and bets and things like that. But uh, before we get into the rest of revisiting our predictions, first, a quick word from our sponsor. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. 
That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And frankly, that's the best part about FanDuel, that you can bet on anything. You want to bet on how many wins the Patriots are going to have this year? Be my guest. Maybe how many shutouts Jeremy Swayman's going to have this season. Go for it. You can really do it all. So bet now on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Mass. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-throwable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Hope is here. Go to GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. Go to GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. So, uh, you know what's interesting? Did you, Connor, did you see the uh, preliminary roster for USA, uh, for the World Juniors team? Did you see that at all? I did. I saw that uh, BU legend Cole Iserman didn't make the, the USA team, which was I was pissed. I was pissed about that. Very interesting move. Uh, I like. I think it's stupid. I think he deserves to be on the team, obviously. But I think they looked at it and said, "Here's a guy who really should only be in the top six, or you know, there's really no reason to have him in the bottom six. He's just such a score." I think they felt that there were older guys, but I still think. Come on, the roster, a BU legend, a beer like that? Are you kidding me? Uh, but th- I think there were were there there was one guy on it lane hudson there were many from chestnut college but there was one bu guy in lane hudson so that's not great yeah you gotta set you guys gotta step it up a little bit no umass though i was it was unfortunate there should have been umass um but anyway it's a preliminary roster doesn't mean that all the bc kids are gonna make it they gotta make the team first uh predictions wise uh for the bruins you mentioned zaka with 65 i had him at 70 uh or you said you'd have you had him surpassing 65 I had him at 70 points this year. And again, he's not quite on pace for 70, but he's right there. I wouldn't say that I was wrong in that. I think that a quick little spurt of points could uh, knock him back on track to be 70. Um, And again, I think just in general, just to echo what you said, he's still been producing a bunch. He's still uh, pulling his weight. He's still, uh, there's been no, you know, hey, they need to move Zaka out of the top six. It's worked out so far and he's been a stable center. Um, so again, I, I wouldn't put that under one that's wrong. I think probably going to be right long-term, hopefully for Bruins sake. Um, what was another one I had? Uh, I had David Pasternak at 55 goals. Now he has 14 in, uh, 24 games, I think right now. So, um, and he's been producing like crazy points wise. He's way over a point per game. It's been a lot of assists actually. Um, so that's a good thing, but 55 goals might've been a bit of a stretch, but I mean, honest to God with him, like a crazy stretch where he starts just rattling off goal after goal after goal. I don't know if that gets him to 55, but I do think that something over 40, um, is probably in the cards. I think you had a Postdoc goal prediction too. I think I had him at 45, um, which is maybe is more realistic, but I think honestly, this year has been almost as impressive in that he's making a concerted approach to, you know, he's not a one trick pony in terms of he's just relying on the one timer. Again, he generates goals off of more than just that. You know, he's so 
um, creative with the puck. He's got a really good wrist shot and all those things. But I think he's making more of an effort to be a playmaker, uh, especially on the power play when uh, guys are, you know, devising their whole game plan around taking away that shot on the power play. Um, whether it's that on the man advantage, whether it's that five on five play, he's being more involved, I think, in getting other guys involved, getting other guys going. And that's a sign of a uh, not just a great offensive player, a great guy that can uh, really kind of change his overall approach and still do damage on the score sheet. doesn't matter if it's a one-timer goal or if it's a three-assist night. Like he's Night in, night out, he's making things happen when his team really needs it, especially early on this season. So, again, maybe he's not going to finish with another 60-goal season. And he still has another 100 points off of, you know, 40 goals and 60-plus assists. Pretty damn good for what he provides to this team. I would say you take that every single time. Uh, Connor, what's a prediction that you have uh, that, that looks right or wrong from the beginning of the year? Uh, one that I'm, I'm starting to get a little hesitant uh, looking at it is I had the Bruins trading a defenseman at some point this season. Uh, I, I think it's something where we all look at the the logjam of defensemen they have here. You look at guys like Mason Laura, maybe other guys that are making a push further down the lineup. It's like, all right, well, again, we looked at how solid Lorai was during the preseason, during training camp, and like, all right, well, if he's ready in January, February, yeah, move on from a guy like Forbert or Grizzly or what have you. And I think, we, you know, this isn't – this revised prediction isn't a result of just Lorai needing more time because, hell, he could be really good once we get to January, February with more seasoning down there. But I think if any team learns its lesson, I feel like this is the case for every team in the playoffs – save all your defensemen. You're going to need all of them in the playoffs. Uh, it's not like guys are really being a weak link out there. Um, so whether it's, you know, you get to the playoffs and you're going to have to rely on a guy like Lorai or a guy like Shattenkirk or a guy like Ian Mitchell or a guy like Forbert or Grizzly, all these guys, um, whoever your, your top six are, you're going to have to rely on the seventh, eighth, ninth guy maybe to get through a long playoff run. So um, I understand the numbers game, how it works, but as much as the defense looks like an area that you could easily subtract from if you're trying to inject more youth into the lineup, I wouldn't be so hesitant to do it, especially now from what we've seen from that overall unit so far. No, I agree with you. I mean, you look at what Zadorov got in that trade, a third and a fifth. It's like, yeah. if you're going to trade Grizzlick and you're getting a third and a fifth, I'm all set. I like draft picks, but go a little higher, do a little something more. Um, so I agree with you. I think you need defensemen down the stretch. We've talked about this a lot. Um, you need every option. You need all hands on deck. My guess is come playoff time, like if I'm making a prediction now, my guess is they use more than just the six defensemen that start game one. Ooh, isn't that crazy? Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Lowry in the mix there either. Like, I think they're going to need him and potentially, uh, you know, guys like Ian Mitchell. Uh, you want to throw in like a Parker Wartherspoon. You never know, like whether injuries hit or not. So I agree with you. I'm not in a rush to trade to any defenseman, um, but keeping in the Bruins' own zone, uh, I had Olmark regressing. I guess this is one that has not looked good so far. I said Linus Olmark will regress more than we expect him to regress, which has not been the case. He's been pretty strong. I mean, his numbers are solid, um, you know, picking up where he left off last year, basically. Uh, but the second half, the second half of that prediction was that Jeremy Swayman takes a step forward and is a little bit better than Olmark. And that's been the case. Swayman has been the better goalie. Swayman has, uh, I mean, not by a ton. It's Again, it's two very elite goalies. So I don't think it's been like, you know, one uh, way over the other. But uh, he's gotten some harder games and he's been very solid. Um, I wish, for the sake of my prediction, 
I wish Jeremy Swayman had a better game at Columbus last Monday because that would have been a real that was a good spot for him to uh, kind of take that not take the job but assert himself a little bit, pull the Bruins out of a slump. It didn't really happen. I know he was pulled uh, before he had the chance to really kind of uh, rebound mid-game, but still, the two goals he let up were kind of soft, and he was ultimately pulled. Uh, but again, I go back to Omar's looked really good, so that's been wrong, but Swayman's looked really good. I mean, I think Swayman, this is the best hockey Swayman's ever played, I think. I mean, I watched him a fair amount at Maine. Um, obviously, we've seen his NHL career so far. I think this is the best he's ever looked. He looks locked in. So I will give myself like half credit for that, for that take. I don't think that that's, it's like, it's like yeah, it's like, yeah, here you go. Um, so I'll give myself that. I, I will, maybe we deduct a little bit because last year I did say Swayman would be better than Olmark. So it's kind of like I'm picking up where I left off on a prediction last year that was very wrong. So maybe it's like 40%. Maybe get forty yeah. percent credit for that. There you go. I think I think that's fair. Yeah, I think one of mine I had for the goalies was that Swain was going to play more than Olmark, and I think not to say that it was going to be like sixty-five, like a split like that, or or what have you. But I thought you know fifty-five percent maybe. It does seem like whether it's just the the routine or maybe just the way the vibes are. Just keep keep going back and forth. Keep the rotation going. Every time they divert even about a little bit, barring an injury or what have you. Just keep on trading stats back and forth and keep it going for the entire playoffs. I think when you look at just what's been working for this team, I don't know what it is, but whenever they keep on trading off these stats and, and having a 50-50 uh, allocation of reps, it just works. So keep going at it. It just works. I, and I'm talking to someone on Bruins Beat this week, I think, who would disagree with that heavily. So that should be uh, that should be interesting. I'm not going to say who it is yet, but it's an interesting uh, take. This holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, convenient meals to keep you energized on jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. Too busy with holiday plans to cook but want to make sure you're eating well? With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you'll need. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you need to do is heat and enjoy. Skip the stress of meal prepping over the holidays with Factor. Choose from 35 plus weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never frozen meals that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, all delivered right to your door and ready to eat in two minutes. Looking for special occasion meals during the holidays? Level up with Gourmet Plus options, prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Enjoy premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. When you're too busy running around to plan lunch, Factor has you covered with lunch to go. Effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go, no microwave required. Looking for calorie conscious options over the holidays that also taste great? Try delicious, dietitian-approved, calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best during the holidays? Try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Enjoy the extra convenience any time of day with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons to suit various preferences and tastes. Choose from breakfast items like our delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. Or for an easy wellness boost, Try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. 
We offset 100% of our delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for our production sites and offices. This November, get factored and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. So head to factormeals.com slash poke50 and use code poke50, that's P-O-K-E 50, to get 50% off. That's code poke50 at factormeals.com slash poke50 to get 50% off. What's the, do you have any others that you felt uh, that, you, that you've been up and down on? Because I went through that episode we did back in October, and you had one. I don't know if you're going to say this now, but <laughs> what is it? I, I'm I very curious to see what it was. It was an interesting one, and I haven't looked at the stats to see if it's right or wrong. So get ready to Google search something. Yeah, uh, you said the Bruins would lead the league in penalty minutes, which. They were, you know, first couple games seemed that like that was going to be the case. Then Lucic got hurt. Then Lucic got arrested. And that probably isn't going to happen. Um, I don't know where they rank in terms of penalty minutes. So I don't know if that's right or wrong. But I would guess that they're in the top 15, I would think. Um, it was an outside-the-box prediction, though. So I like that. I consider that a win, whether that's right or wrong. Because that's a outside of the sphere of what we would normally do. Yes. So I'm curious to I see where they're at. They're definitely in the top 10. They got 248 penalty minutes. They're not uh, – they're, they're still a ways away. There's some goony teams, a lot of, like, really bad teams that, you know, that's kind of their MO in terms of just mucking things up. So, <coughs> um, yeah, I did think that this team was going to be a lot more, I think, punishing in terms of their, their play offensively that, you know, they didn't, they're not going to have the same – high-powered offense, so it's going to be a lot more grinding things out, what have you, um, generating chances that way. Hasn't really been the case. I think they're still at their best when they're playing a really strong four-checking game and then letting the skill take over, but it's not been like ground and pound, what we thought maybe like, you know, the 2010-2011 kind of era or just, you know, or even like what you saw maybe last year from like the Panthers of just relentless pressure, knocking guys around and then capitalizing late. You really haven't seen that so far. Um, so, yeah, that one is not – panned out all that well right now barring maybe they'll have like 10 straight games of line brawls or something like that uh but i think the other one that sticks out to me that you know is trending maybe in the wrong direction i had debrusque signing a contract extension before the new year and again that can change hell again you just finally put pen to paper on a new deal but i think in terms of looking at debrusque i think we both expected this was going to be another breakthrough year for him of he finally gets over 30 goals. You know, he's driving play by himself. Hasn't really been the case. I think he's on pace right now for 13 goals and 34 points. Um, I think he's starting. Oh. Yeah, I think he's starting. <laughs> I think he's starting to heat up a little bit, which is good. And I think like Montgomery really hasn't been down on his overall game. Like he's still impacting the game beyond, uh, you know, the scoring. But that's what he's going to get paid for. That's still his bread and butter. Why he when he's at his best is especially even strength scoring. So. Uh, I think for the Bruins, it's, you know, you're more of a waiting game as to what exactly we're getting from him this year. Because I think they'd like to keep him here long term. I think he wants to be here long term. But if he was in the midst of a, another 30 goal season or something like that, maybe the urgency is more there for the Bruins uh, in terms of signing him now. Where he's in a, a bit of a slow start to the year, maybe it's let's play things out and see what exactly that final number ends up being. 
It's like right now, Sweeney and the Bruins are like, Jake, we really like your two-way game. It's really Keep it up. And then they get to the contract negotiating table, and they're like, you know, it's great you have the two-way game, but that's exactly why we're going to be giving you the same contract we gave you two years ago. Um, I agree with you. I had the same prediction. Uh, I don't know if I said before New Year's, but I, had, I said they're going to hash something out. They'll get a contract done. Again, could still happen, um, but the production has not been there. I think it's sort of been a worst-case scenario. Um as I've illustrated before, in that, you know, the production's not there, and if it was, you could A, sign him and know that, hey, he's really starting to heat up, but B, if the production was there, you could also say, well, we can trade him and he's going to get a lot in return. I don't know if Jake DeBrusque is getting you all that you uh, thought he would get you before, um, and again, you don't want him leaving in free agency, because the cap now, I think they had it at like $87 million, uh, for for next season, so it will go up, uh, but the question is, you know, is, is someone going to offer him the bag? I don't know if they're going to do that now after this season. Um, so, interesting stuff. I'm out of predictions that I tracked. Do you have any others that you that you have? I mean, we had playoff <laughs> predictions, but I don't think we're, we're there yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll say, you know, this is the first <clears throat> quarter of the year. Maybe once we get to the halfway point, we get to the All-Star break, maybe we revisit it again with more looking at the standings-wise, stuff like that. But I think we did, we did a pretty good encapsulation of the fact we, we've hit on a few. Some maybe aren't turning the right way, but again, it's like the DeBrusque one or the the not trading a defenseman. That can change like that. So yes. we'll see. Yeah, I don't think we're way off on any of these. I, I, I think we had a pretty good idea of what this team would be. I think and overall I, I think we're, we're just we're, we're Einstein. That's exactly we're it's Einstein and Oppenheimer. We're talking by the yes. lake right now. Um yes. what I, I think what's interesting though is that like I said that start off hot, but I didn't expect you know, 14, one and three through their first 18 games. You know, I, yeah. I didn't predict that. Um, and I don't think many saw that coming. So I think they did surprise people there. Um, but I mean, I like, you know, we'll probably do another episode on like big surprises this year, but I think our predictions were pretty, pretty spot on, which is all pretty, you, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good is right. Um, Connor, no, now people are, are reminded of how smart you are and how good you are at predictions and all of the, the hockey IQ is just so off the charts. Uh, what can people look forward to from you, uh, from your coverage over at Boston.com and the Boston Globe? Yes, you can read all of my brilliant musings about the Bruins and hockey. Uh, over at Boston.com, we'll, we'll have game recaps, features, columns, breakdowns, all that good stuff over there. Uh, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at ConnorRyan underscore 93. Go do all that. That's Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. Poke the bear, listeners. Have a great rest of your week.